This is a Choice to Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry so that both married and unmarried kingdom citizens have the strategies necessary to build and maintain meaningful and reciprocal relationships that produce long-lasting fruit. Join our after-party community on Facebook. Search for A Choice to Love podcast and join. Hey, y'all. Welcome to A Choice of Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry. Hey, Toy C. Hey, Ray C. I love you. I love you too, babe. Hey, listen, I am excited and exuberant about this week's episode because we are finishing up the three things that has to be included when you make a choice to love. So, yeah, let's recap for a minute. Number one, you know, the first thing we talked about was the risk factor. The risk factor, he says, you have the risk willing to be hurt. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be hurt, but you have the risk willing to be hurt or you won't be able to fully give of yourself nor fully receive the love because of a false sense of fear in the relationship. The next thing we talked about was great faith. And Bay went in. She said, faith has a sound. So I like the personification of this thing. <laughs> faith speaks. Faith is action. And she said, it tells you to sober up, follow the plan, stay in the press, and don't die in the process. In other words, don't die what you was called to come out of. And this week's episode is going to get on fire because this is all her. It is called Being Un." Orthodox. Now, in the last episode before I pass the debate, I shared my go-to faith declaration from Mark eleven twenty-four. It's faith acts like a thing is so, even when it ain't so, so that it may become so. Listen, it's the go-to for me, babe. <laughs> so listen, I'm gonna jump right into this discussion, and I'm gonna give you a little break and go first. You good with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right. So many people should already know now that our podcast was born out of this choice to love. But what they may not know is that it was born out of a choice to love when the conditions weren't right and the environment wasn't favorable. It was really an unorthodox choice. And I looked up the word unorthodox and it means it's something that's contrary to what is usual. It's contrary to what's traditional and what's accepted. And we live from a prophetic lens. And so when you are literally living a prophetic lifestyle, prophetic people speak and do this one thing. And this is what I learned in the mentoring community that I'm a part of. Prophetic people speak and do what is alternate to the mainstream culture. I almost almost ran there, babe. I almost ran. Because we live this prophetic lifestyle You know, we have this intimacy with the father. We seek his face, we hear him and we obey. And even in that, the Lord still gives us a choice. I mean, because we have a free will and your will is the most powerful mental faculty you have. The Lord is not going to force you to do a thing, right? The will is your decider. It's your chooser. It's your decision-making center. And it has the ability to determine your direction. So when you are willing 
to make an unorthodox decision, it's because you're making a prophetic gesture. And that, that means that, you know, we're moving forward regardless of what we see. Sweetie, what do you say to these things? Yes, I, I agree with you that the will is the powerful, one of the most powerful faculty that we have. And because your will is part of your soul, Mm-hmm. And your soul consists of six components, the mind, the will, the emotions, the conscious, unconscious, and subconscious. See, it is the essence of your personality and identity. It, it's actually who you are as a person. That's why the enemy itself fights for your soul. Yeah. Because whomever controls the soul controls the person. Mm. See, that's why we definitely and must be careful what we are feeding our souls. Because if not, the will will take you further than you want to go, cost you more than you want to pay, and keep you longer than you want to stay. Mm-hmm. See, listen, I can remember coming up in church as a little guy, you know, singing and playing in choir, you know, all, all innocent and stuff, you know, on the usher board. And, and as a kid, this stuff pulls at you back, back in those days. So you feel honored. You felt special. So I was always having this wheel or drive through the church, get up. But then as I got older, the streets started calling. Mm-hmm. And see, what they was offering was a stronger pool. So even though I knew good things, I, my will was pushing me out there. Yeah. Then I began to make some bad choices as well as some good ones. But ultimately, my will was having me to make certain choices that I didn't normally would have made. And then I started making them. Yeah. And sweetie, I love that you're talking about choices here. Um, because, you know, we chose to believe what God mm-hmm. had placed in our spirit about the two of us having a God-given purpose together. I mean, we are prophetic people. And, you know, what gave me the boldness to be unorthodox? Listen, unorthodox ain't unorthodox until you have to be unorthodox. Okay, you might say that again. <laughs> Unorthodox ain't unorthodox until you have to be unorthodox. So, you know, you, you got to look at this full picture. Again, God can give you prophetic insight. And that insight can be pretty shocking to the flesh or to the soul. And so in that instance, you would have forgotten all about you know, the prophetic principles and the value just made to God the night before about how God, I just, I just want to do the father's will. I, whatever you want done in my life, God, baby, bye. So, you know, you can get shocked. And if you're too shocked, you have the ability to mess things up. That's why we have to stay sober. And I believe that the ecclesiastical community is going to appreciate this. Y'all remember what happened to the priest Zacharias. But let me throw this mic over to my husband. Go ahead, baby. Yeah, see, yeah, you can get shocked when God is telling you some things that's just out of your reach, out of your belief. Because here's Zacharias. It is his time, the priest, to go in and do the priestly duties. Now, he is here doing what he normally do every season that comes around for him. And all of a sudden, he has this glorious visitation. Mm-hmm. Now, the angel come down, and he ain't just visiting. He's starting to have a conversation with Zacharias. Mm-hmm. And then he begins to tell Zacharias that he's going to have a son. Then the first thing we do is that we start talking about our limitations. Yeah. Oh, this can't be. Uh, how is this going to be? And remember, 
faith has a sound. Come on. So when he began to say, how could this thing be, seeing that I'm old, his sound had doubt in it. So the angel had to shut his mouth to keep him from killing the blessing. My Lord. So then he comes out, go home and does his normally duty with his wife. They did like nine months later. Uh, she's either she's pregnant. They give birth to a son. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the culture stepping in. Voices getting ready to come. She names the son John. Then people begin to say, Elizabeth, girl, you know ain't nobody in your family named John. You <laughs> supposed to name that boy out this daddy. What are you doing? But she knows she heard something. Mm-hmm. So they say, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to something close to you to get you to change. So they say, Zacharias, what you want him to be? He signaled them to give him something to write with. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the name John. And the moment the confirmation came, his mouth opened. And they would be able to begin to celebrate. So because of their boldness yeah. to trust God, even when everybody was saying something opposite, they was able to celebrate the promise. Listen, listen, babe. And my boldness came from a text message. I, I received this text message in 2021. And that was really like two months after we started talking. And when I say talking, y'all, I'm talking about talking in the old school way. Y'all remember when people used to ask you about so-and-so and you would say, oh, we talking. So Racy and I were talking. And I didn't tell him about this text message because in my mind, I was still like, look and listen, I've been hurt. I didn't have to start life over twice. I don't know. Right. And so what I want you to see here is that That was the voice of my flesh and it was the voice of past pains. And so you really have to stay in the face of the father so that your flesh won't take over. So I'm going to get to this text message. Okay. Now I'm going to describe the prophet like this, an old school prophet. Why? Why? Because Toy is a, a new generation prophet with old school values. So the old school prophet who sent me the text message was someone else's spiritual mom. And you know how on LinkedIn, wait a minute, let me pause. I hope y'all have a professional LinkedIn account. All right, let me come back. So on LinkedIn, where you have this first level connection, that's somebody you are connected to. And then you have the second level connection where you know someone that knows them. Well, this was that type of situation. I didn't have her number saved in my phone. And let me tell you what the text said. So the text said, seeing you and your father on Facebook, here's the prophetic word. I hear God say you're going to get married. Prepare with the heart of thanksgiving It's your season of change. Be open to God moving in a new way. Be open to who God sends and how he sends. Old things are passed away. It will not be like it was before. Thank you, God. God is going to bless his daughter with someone to love and appreciate you. More of the text said, stop looking for him to come with storybook eyes. He's not coming on a white horse. He may not have a high education, but God will give someone that you can build a real life with. Next, she said in this text, keep all of your friends out of your business. This is not their mate. He's yours. Again, she says, I hear again, 
keep folk out your business. My Lord, yes, God. So see, that's a part of why our relationship was not highlighted on social media, nor were we on the telephone telling everybody because we were and still are following the word of the Lord. Everything that's exciting ain't easy. And yes, I said ain't. Listen, y'all, the harvest comes with work. The rainbow, which is a sign of promise that God will not flood the earth, comes with rain. Rain brings mud. So when you make a choice to love, sweetie, everything is not going to be exactly how you envisioned. And again, to my listeners, to our listeners, everything that's exciting ain't easy. So I'm happy. I'm happy. I listened because Ray C and I, we got married and we are building for the future. But before I ask Ray C to chime in, because I want to hear from him, I'm going to share this bit of information. Y'all in January, someone said to my loved one, Toyenda got married again. She should have married so-and-so. So, you know, when you hear things like this, it really underscores the fact that you must be unorthodox. Come on, it's a prophetic gesture when you make a choice to love. People in general want to see you be successful. I get that. However, they plant seeds in your mind, especially if it's a voice that you honor and respect. And then before you know it, You've decided to move forward with what you, uh, well, no, you, you decided to, to not move forward with what you knew to do. And, you know, because so-and-so said this or that. So then you begin to value the voice of another rather than valuing the voice of the authority. So listen to me carefully. God's voice has to be louder than your own voice, other people's voices, and the voice of the enemy. Because at the end of the day, y'all, they were not in the room when the vision came to Racy and myself. Come on, baby. Come on through. Yes. Yeah. I like that. God's voice has to be louder than your own voice, other people's voices, and the voice of the enemy. So if God's voice is like a still small voice, mm-hmm. you really can't even hear nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'll let y'all ponder that for a minute. But yeah, like I was saying, we talked about Zacharias a few minutes ago and how people would try to use other people, but you have to know. And so in that same story, in the same chapter, an angel visited a young lady named Mary. Mm-hmm. Now, he about to tell this girl something really unorthodox. <laughs> Listen, you're being pregnant with the son of the most high. Now, we know it's unorthodox, impossible. Ain't no way in earth that a woman that never been touched by a man without artificial stimulation one in at this time mm-hmm. going to be pregnant. <laughs> but the thing about it was, back to that faith has sound. She said some of the same things that Zachariah said. How can this thing be? Mm-hmm. Saying, I don't know a man. But because her words had faith, she said, the angel said, you're going to be blessed. And she said, be so unto thou handmaiden. Mm. 
Teach Bay. We got to get to the place that when God speak, we got to say, be someone to me. Mm-hmm. And because she said it, God had to go deal with Joseph because, you know, people had been talking when they found out she was pregnant. And the Bible said, Joseph said, I'm out to put this chick away privately because I don't want nobody to really know that it's true what's going on or what's being said. I'm just going to go probably go to another town, then get rid of her. And so the angel had to go talk to Joseph. And he said, yo, Joseph, let's put it in language term. Homeboy, this ain't of you. This is of God. Come on. And because he believed God. He did something that was also unorthodox. Mm-hmm. He took her to be wife and he never touched her. Can you imagine being married and for the next six to nine months you don't touch your spouse? Oh boy. Okay, yeah. That that's I know that's a little bit out there, but see, they was unorthodox and so it was able to silence the words of everybody else around them. So God knew that he had to go talk to Joseph because he had already spoken to his daughter, and the Lord loved his daughter. Yeah. Listen, the Lord knows how to talk to me. He knows how to talk to his daughter because while Racy and I were talking and it was still so new in my mind, I was saying, I don't know about this. And I, I kept saying, okay, God, is this an assignment or are we assigned to each other? And, and I'm, I'm a, you know, I want to hear from Racy. When you, when you hear that specific question, sweetie, what comes to your mind? Well, I thought you were going to take it a little longer, but well, that is a very important to know the difference between having an assignment and something being assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Assignment gives the mindset that it's a start date and a finish date. But when this thing is assigned to me, it's like a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. And so I spoke in my last episode uh, briefly about my last relationship because it really was important because I talked about faith versus flesh. And now we get into the place where I see it takes great faith to be and do unorthodox. And then I had to realize that that relationship was not assigned to me. It was an assignment. Mm. But sometimes our emotions and feelings get in and what you feel. Notice I said what you feel is assigned to you. So I was feeling that it was assigned to me walking by faith. And now when God began to really speak to me and show me clarity, my Lord, I I had to find, I had to come out of it. But because of the voices started speaking, saying, Hey, stay, you need to stay in this. Why? You need, things are going good. Hey, everything is all right over here. She loves you. You love her. Everybody around the family likes it. But listen, they were saying that stuff because it was orthodox to do. But listen, I'm an unorthodox person. So I had to make up in my mind to use great faith to obey what I know and not what I feel. Mm-hmm. And the scripture that came to me, God take the foolish things of the world to confine the wise. See, because it's foolish when everything is going good and to do and to walk away from it. Yeah. But he needed me to walk away because, listen, if not, she is a good woman, but she's not the woman I need for my life. And we have to realize there are some good people that come and say all things not always bad. Yeah. And I know we had some bad relationship, but we also got to, to give some type of credit to those things that are good. Yeah. And I think you said that too. just because it's good don't mean it's good for me. <laughs> uh, see, yeah, it can be a good thing, but it just ain't good for me yeah. and my destiny. 
So I had to be willing to, to take this risk, walk away, take the pain to see what God has for me. And because I obeyed God and used great faith, I got rewarded by being unorthodox. And I have you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you know what you're saying is, um, you know, I'm going to use the term valid again. It's sound and it, it is valid because when things are good, you know, why would you make a change? But it's also important to, you know, go from glory to glory, if I could say it that way. Um, our relationship is not traditional. Uh, as a small example, we are not in the same location yet. So we practice the unorthodox to make our relationship work. I mean, we could have said, well, let's just wait until he get to the city and then do X, Y, and Z. But no, we, we decided that, hey, we're going to go with the prophetic word. We're going to make this thing happen. And we're going to choose to make it happen. Because again, God does not force you to do a thing. So it was a part of our choice to love. And that is what you call being unorthodox. What has to be at the forefront of everything that's contrary to what's usual, contrary to what's traditional and what's accepted is the bigger picture. And to get to the bigger picture, you're going to have to be in the face of God. See, there was a bigger degree of impact that God began to call us to together that would require a choice to love not only each other. I said this before, but a choice to love the instructions of the God of the Bible, to, to love the direction and the leading of the God of the Bible. And so now we're more clear than ever before that God has called us to be in a place of being, listen to this word. I love it. Interdependent. See, there's a difference between being dependent, independent, and interdependent. And if you're going to be the highest version of yourself in marriage, marketplace, and ministry, you have to understand the difference. All right, man. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Listen, everyone that's out there, man, ladies and gentlemen, in our next few episodes, we're going to really, really unpack the difference between being dependent, being independent, and being interdependent. All right. So, Steve, we did it. We made it, babe. Yes, we did, sweetie. I can't wait to talk about um, what we're going to talk about in the next episodes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love you. I love you too, sweetie. This is a Choice to Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry so that both married and unmarried kingdom citizens have the strategies necessary to build and maintain meaningful and reciprocal relationships that produce long-lasting fruit. Join our after-party community on Facebook. Search for A Choice to Love podcast and join 